0: Welcome back, fans. Once again, it's time to break down all the action this week that happened in the FCL. We've had some great matchups and we've got a great panel to talk about all of it, including our very own real live cannibal from cannibal video, that is. We've got all the regular hosts here, CB's here, Ryan's here, Keith is here, and of course I am the Elk, let's talk about it, two great matches in our first match, we have Just Daggers bringing the knives out and trying to take it to the max, will he take the victory? We'll be talking to him directly about the matchup, and in the main event of the FCL, we have, that's right, it's one member of the Adams family, (coughs) taking on the the person who made the album Capital Punishment, big pun, no, it's Elena, the pun-isher some great jokes, some great action, and we're going to talk about every single thing right now on This Week in the FCL. And here we are. Guys, welcome. Thank you once again for joining us. Remember to do all that social media stuff. Hit those buttons. But let's get right on into it. Obviously, as always, we're joined by our super producer, Chris Barnes. Hello, Chris. How are you all doing, guys? I'm doing great. We've got the man with the gift of Gab. That's right. Future FCL competitor for sure, Mr. Ryan Permison. Hello, everyone. Good to be be back. Good to be here. And the stats man himself. No, not Frank Janish. Our very own Keith Kilduff.
1: Pleasure to be here as always, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here.
0: And we are joined by a very special guest, as mentioned, of Cannibal Video. He is an FCL competitor. He's in one of those matches we're going to be talking about this week. And we are so pleased to be joined by Mr. No, he said not Mr. Just Daggers is joining us. Hello.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Well, it is a thrill to have you here. And, of course, you were involved in one of the great matchups this week on the FCL. We got some amazing action in both of our matches, and we're glad to have you here to discuss your match as well as the main event, what you thought of them, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff. And I'm thrilled to just get right on into it. So let's go ahead and start talking about it with you, Mr. Daggers. Sorry, just Daggers. I will get that right. I promise you I will. Uh, So... Let's talk about the news of this week in the FCL first. Let's get a few things out of the way because there's a lot going on this week. First and foremost, what I want to talk about the most is what you want to talk about. We know what the FCL is. It's movie trivia, but more than that, it's a place where young talent can be shaped and molded and grow into the Schmodown competitors of the future. And the first step on that road, free agency. It's open. They're looking. And there might even be a big spot open on one of those Schmodown teams who might take that spot. Keith, I'm thrilled to talk about this. What do you think?
1: I think this is so interesting to, to kind of get into because there's so many different layers to this in in, in my opinion. So yes, Andreco has unfortunately retired. The stars have a spot open. And I know I know Andrew he he holds a special place in your heart right next to Andrew Furtado. But yes, there is a space open. But I think the bigger question that we need to ask is is there a need for that space to be filled? Because let's think about it. There's an eight-person Star Wars tournament. Roxy has Damon and uh, Burkett. There is a eight-person Intergeekdom tournament. She has Damon. She has Hannah. There's a eight per, a team tournament. More than likely, based on last week, she's going to put in Snyder and Janine again. And there's a 16-person singles tournament, which, again, you would imagine that she's going to go with Snyder and Janine. So is there a need for her to pick up anyone in this free agency when, based on what I've just said in the last 30 seconds, I think she's covered up. CB, what do you think?
3: I think you're right. I think she's covered. and She's got a decent squad there to back up any kind of competition they need to go into, whether it's Star Wars in the Geekdom or singles or teams. But at the same time, I kind of think, why wouldn't you? We've seen there's some top, top players down here in the FCL that I think are probably ready to be up there anyway. So would you take the risk? I I think I would, you know, especially looking at people like, uh, Nick Harley and Kofi Outlaw going for that, uh, title belt already in a way, as well as, uh, late to the party guys, Montano and Vanessa have both been very, very strong in the FCL. So I think you'll just take them, just take one anyway, stick them in one of the tournaments, stick them, pair them up with someone else, maybe if you can, but I think you should, but I do take your point. Do you need to, I don't think she really, Roxy really needs to.
1: I suppose it's not just Roxy, also. Like, all managers are kind of on the deck at the moment. Like, they could drop someone, they could bring somebody in. Ryan, at this stage, for. Where... Yeah, at this stage,
4: I think everybody's covered. Everybody's
1: fine. There's too much going on in
4: the SCL, there's too much going on in the MTS itself. So, yeah, there may be a spot open, but just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be fine. you got enough competitors to fill a couple of slots here and there. So. Just, you know, let the season continue on as it is because the FCL is still, you know, quite
0: young. So give it a few months, see what happens later on. And we're all just Internet pundits talking about this, so you probably don't want to hear our opinion. But I would be fascinated to hear what one of our own one of the own FCL competitors, one of the actual competitors who are on this free agency list who might be drafted has to say about this. Have you just been fielding texts from all the managers left and right
2: daggers? i couldn't tell you who any of the managers are so maybe uh i've gotten a lot of messages over the last couple of weeks from people um but no one's saying anything about joining teams this that i don't really know enough of the people in the game i've only seen a couple of matches here and there um the the guy with the i don't watch movies gimmick I, I i liked watching him i thought that was pretty good um i like the guy with the uh what's his name something knight i thought he, his little shtick is kind of fun but uh, aside from the two of them i really don't know anybody uh in the fcl aside from maxwell and uh i don't really care to see more of him
1: <laughs> fair enough What do you think, Andrew? You you posed the question to the group, so let's give your your opinion as well. What do you think of it all?
0: I mean, you guys are covering a lot of ground there. I think my opinion is a little bit similar to Chris's, maybe with a, a slight variation. I think potentially if Roxy is looking to fill space. And I, I'm, I know I'm staying on Roxy as opposed to other managers. I could see someone else dropping a spot if they feel there's a gap that they can fill. I just don't know if we're deep enough in the season for anyone to do that. So I'm gonna stay with Roxy who has that open spot and might wanna fill it. And you listed all the different tournaments. And Roxy, you're right. The stars are very stacked in Star Wars. They're very stacked in IG. They've got a great team to lead the way in the team's tournament. But here's the thing where I think you might be missing out and then just slightly off is that 16 person singles tournament. You said probably Jeff and Janine. And while I don't disagree, both great competitors, both would do great things. Jeff is working every day in Hollywood. We know occasionally Jeff Snyder has had trouble making matches for scheduling reasons maybe Roxy will factor that in and consider it. Maybe he's already booked up for the team's tournament with Janine and maybe she needs another spot in singles. And if so, I think there's a handful of competitors, including people like Robert Montano, people like Nick Harley or David Campbell or Andrew Furtado. These are people who could really fill a good spot and do okay in singles for Roxy. I would love to see someone make their way up. And much like Chris said, Fill that spot. Why not? Just put somebody in there. If you have to drop them back down to the FCL, I think most of the competitors at this point would understand if something else happened and Draco comes back or any other hypothetical scenario where you have to drop back down. But she's got the open spot. May as well use it. Lock up a talent and keep them away from everybody else. Maybe think about using them to trade with someone else midseason if someone else is looking to fill a spot. If I'm Roxy, I'm looking for a competitor potentially to come up, to take that spot, and to be something that I can use to, make, to advance the star's agenda later in the year. But, of course, she's a manager in the showdown I'm just a schlub on the internet. What do I know?
1: <laughs> if I can actually just play devil's advocate for a second and come at this from a competitor point of view within the FCL and just anyone else who's on the free agency, Ryan, I'll come to you with this point. Am I better off sticking out a full season of the FCL and get like a 5-1, and 5-2 and two record and then for next year's draft be in a better position to be picked up Or does my record now be enough to then maybe sit on the bench for the rest of the season, if that makes sense? Hmm.
4: Well, I would say, you know, for a competitor, just keep getting your feet wet, get as many matches within the FCL as you can, and then if someone from the MTS wants to
1: call you out, that's up to them. That's fair. What do you think, CB? I
3: think if you're... If someone reaches out and calls out to you to come up to the MTS, I think you've got to just take it, haven't you? You've got to take that risk that you can, you, you could, you could potentially be get put in one of these tournaments and, and fl- flourish, and that's it. You're set. Then you're there in your, you're in the showdown, A bit like Adam Collins coming mid season and just demolished the whole thing, didn't he? So um, I wouldn't, you know, if the opportunity is there for you, for me. I would take it and just go for it. You know, I do understand yeah, the flip, the flip side of the coin that you know, you would would you be better having a year under your belt, just a year of experience of competing in the FCL beforehand? But I don't know. You've got to be uh, not what's the word I'm thinking of? Not motivated. You've got to be ambitious enough that if someone uh, and confident in your own ability enough that if if a manager wants you. Just take that opportunity and then go there and, like I said, take that opportunity. Make the big moves. Get the uh, get yourself in the tournament and prove yourself. Prove you're supposed to be where you want to be because the end of the day, all these FCL competitors, well, not all of them, but 90% of these competitors were on that uh, draft list. They wanted to be in the showdown. That's where they all wanted to be, you know. So you don't turn your nose. If someone offers you a chance to go and be there, don't turn your nose up at it
2: you don't turn down like, you know, the NBA to play in college. That that, that just seems obvious here. If you get invited (laughs) to the big show, go to the big show.
0: I agree completely, and I think you are right about that, Chris. I think it comes down to fear versus opportunity. I think a player who gets drafted needs to take that spot immediately and do everything they can with it. And the real reason why is because you're minimizing your fear and you're maximizing your opportunity. You take that spot, and you might be able to impress everybody out there with everything that you know. Maybe your character will shine in a matchup with one of these Schmodown competitors. And here's the thing. If I'm 3-0 and in the FCL, and I get drafted, and then I lose a couple of undercard matches to players who are in that mid-range of the Schmoda, and the people who've been there for years, they know what they're doing. They've done this for a long time. I at least can say, when people ask me about it, hey, they're they're seasoned competitors. I'm just getting my feet wet. I have a built-in excuse. I can say it wasn't my fault that I lost, even if I get knocked back down. But if I'm 3-0, and and I pass up that draft, and then I lose my next two matches, I've lost the opportunity entirely. I think people might not take the draft because they're afraid of embarrassing themselves when they get there. But what they should be afraid of is not taking it and embarrassing themselves here and never moving on. But again, just
2: my That's opinion. It's a good point. Would you rather be a has-been or never was? It's, it's very simple.
1: <laughs> There's definitely um, so many layers in this. Like We've already kind of come up with six different kind of thought processes on whether you, you go or not and why you do and don't.
2: Always just do things. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a that's a great motto for life, I think, Tiger. Never it's be so, worried <laughs> if
2: you're qualified. If someone is offering you something, it means you're qualified. At least whoever's <laughs> offering you. So, there you go.
0: That's right. Fake it until you make Every it, and then book.
2: keep faking it after you get there. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much.
0: I mean, I think that covers a lot about the potential of someone getting drafted, and obviously we're very excited to see our FCL competitors grow and become more in the movie trivia verse that we all love out there. So we'll see what happens with the draft. Obviously, all of us would love to see the talent stay here in the FCL and give us some amazing matchups, much like the matchups we had this week. And we've got a great guy to talk about our first matchup with for sure because, hey, Daggers, you were in this
1: one.
2: I was there, yeah.
1: I think let's get into it, guys. Let's get into uh, the recaps of Week 10 and the FCL. FCL 10 has been and gone as four more competitors made their debut, one of which is on screen joining us today. Um, Let's move into the first match, Maxwell Haddad versus Just Daggers himself. Promos came in. Daggers, I really loved getting the 360 view of your shop, of your, your setup Um, and like the little uh, digs that you got at uh, Haddad about the fact that he followed you on Twitter um obviously he was snooping for some information on you um did you know much about maxwell coming into this match if you don't mind me asking?
2: i didn't know a thing about him no i i had done some uh, uh the what the hell's like spin uh spin from the real show the day before yeah. and they were just telling me oh this guy does nothing but study and this and that and i'm hearing good things from his review sessions and i'm like review <laughs> sessions okay um but other than that just 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 uh, you know, saw his picture and I was like I feel in my head I was like that photo that he used I'm like that seems like a like a strategy because he looked kind of like a schlub and I'm like <laughs> alright I, I don't think and then like you know you meet him and he's very like haha I'm dressed like a magician so like I think that was a tactic or he just had only one picture on his computer at the time I don't know but my thought <laughs> going into it that was that was all I had <laughs> And then I get to see his promo video for like the, you know, they put it out on Twitter the day before and I'm like, okay, I wasn't very worried by the promo video because, you know, saying, you know, I'm from the theater and, but I have a film background and I don't know how audio works. So I'm not going to film this again. There's wind in my shot. (laughs) I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do fine. And, you know he did better than i did spoilers
1: (laughs) he did he did listen let's get into round one it ends nine three to him perfect round for Haddad. it is the 10th perfect nine for nine of the season so far um of the 10 both late to the party vanessa and robert have two of those each so really it's only eight people that have hit nine for nine this season um to be fair, we have spoken off camera just before we went live on air to record this, and we do feel that this has been one of the hardest uh, round ones of the season so far. We're not just saying that because you're you're on, Daggers. Don't worry. But, uh, listen, I think new releases, mystery, thriller, and crime movies came into round one for the first time this season. You know, new releases, given where we've been with COVID the last couple last year or so you could get tenant you could get trolls world tour and you unfortunately got the midnight sky so that's fair enough i think. like for a question you missed that one you i wasn't
2: familiar
3: the... with that movie at all no no one was no one was yeah <laughs>
2: And I was so I was like, oh great, my first question. Look like an idiot. Off to a good start, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to be fair though, you take a well on the chin. Uh, you missed the second one, unfortunately, as well. The directors of Society. The oh yeah, Deadpool that one. I was Society like, The
2: Directors ones are going to be a hit or miss with me, and that one was a
3: miss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're owing to you rally in the third one, uh, the comedies, the agent H and MIB International, Chris Hemsworth. Use repeat, good use of strategy, making sure giving yourself that little bit of extra time getting there. It obviously was there, but just you needed that, that little one, bit extra what time. What
2: makes it so much harder? And like I've I've only seen a few uh, you know episodes of the show. Is it like you see it? I feel like it's on the screen for like so long that you can really read it. It aside from like i had my screen really small so that i was like try- trying to look like you know my mm. camera's over here i wanted it to be a little bit better so the screen already i had minimized to be in a better zone for me to see and then it's only on screen for like a second and i was like i couldn't read it and i was try i was paying t- more attention to trying to read it than i was listening to it and i was like what did they even say i don't know <laughs> <laughs> repeat that shit. i need to hear it <laughs>
1: But listen you you take the repeat you do get the point so you're on the board which is the main thing listen get rid of the yo get rid of the yo and the next two i think listen you missed both them but i think they're quite unfortunate misses movie release dates the black swan the toy story 3 2010 is the answer. Was, you said 2011. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying for weeks these movie release dates. Everyone is out by a year, and that there is absolutely no science at all to trying to learn how to get these at all. So I wouldn't be yeah. beating yourself up about that. I think the fantasy sci-fi one, the 2000s film, the Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis, David. Dunn, that was my mistake invincible. completely. I I yeah. wrote it,
2: and I was even. Thi- I'm I'm like I'm like this is Mark Wahlberg's one. It's not the same movie. There's there's different titles, and I threw it up there, and like right before Max threw his up, I'm like fuck, it's Unbreakable. I knew, and then he shows Unbreakable. <laughs> I'm like, God
1: damn it. Yeah, so there's two that could be easily gotten back. On oh, that one's end. my
2: fault completely. The other ones, I'll be like, I didn't know those. That one, I I love that movie. I I it just it wasn't there at the moment.
1: And that's fair enough. Listen, it's something that you can take on for your next match. And so, so then we move into the last three of the round, the 1970s, which is the 76 movie with Redford and, and Justin Hoffman as journalists. All the President's Men, you missed that one, unfortunately. And then you get the last two, to be fair, the mystery thriller. Again, a new category in round one, the 2000s Chris Nolan Guy Pierce movie. And then it ends with crime movies, uh, who plays Tony Montana in 83's uh, Scarface, which is Al Pacino. Um, Haddad gets, gets all eight, gets his bonus, which is who composed Back to the Future, 9 3. Um, Andrew, where do we go from here?
0: Well, I mean, we've got a rough first round. I'm not going to sugarcoat it just because you're here. Daggers, you did not have the best showing in this first round. And That's fine. I have experience being in front of the camera and looking like an idiot in a movie trivia matchup. Let me tell you. I've done it before. It's not fun. And you can get behind. I think you handled yourself very well. You maintained a good composure, and you're having a lot of fun with it. A lot of players would get rattled with a first round like this. But that's not the only thing I want to talk about because in this matchup, I could talk about the personalities. I could talk about what questions you guys did and didn't get but i think keith for the rest of this match breakdown i will be talking about the one and the only thing that anybody is going to care about that's right men's outerwear fashion we've got the vest on daggers looking gorgeous he's wearing it right now and i just can't look away it's bright it's colorful it's got everything going on and maxwell showing up in well it's a jacket let's just say that it is definitely (laughs) a jacket roses all over Everybody's putting on their best for the FCL, and I am here for it. Let's have people show up in even more outlandish, high fashion. I want to see a runway coming onto the screen next time a match starts up because I want to see everybody dressed like they're going to a party with lots of cocaine in the 80s. That's what I want to see in the FCL. I know you do too. and You could disagree with me, but everyone will know you are lying.
1: I think, CB, if you want to make a note on YouTube just to put that this video is not for kids... Yeah, I think that might be that might be uh, that might be a good note to take. I'll just, just <laughs> write that
3: down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, as a guy who's looking to get into the FCA, how'd you get on round one?
4: Yeah, no, I probably would have done six for eight, if not maybe five, because I definitely would not. I I know it's Woodward and Bernstein, but I was thinking of like Watergate is the name of that movie. Not all the presidents men, so I definitely not have gotten that one. That movie is way above my pay grade. Sorry, Robert Redford. And then door number two with, you know, bat nipples, George Clooney in a movie that no one's ever heard of, The Midnight Sky, whatever the frack that was. I'm thinking, what? What? Hey, hey, hey. New releases. What are you doing to me? So, yeah, those those two questions for sure. I would not have gotten. So just daggers, you're not alone in this. apartment um, <laughs> Respectfully, I might add. So, yeah, I probably would have gone five, maybe six or eight during the course of round one. But it was tough. Let's 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 not, you know, sh- you know sugarcoat it. It was it was it was tough for you, just daggers. But you got through it,
1: man. That's what matters. CB, we're moving into round two, so we are, and the wheel comes up again. We're talking a lot week on week about how this wheel is being made up, how competitors can maybe, like, double guess what's going to come, if at all possible. So we're getting Pixar, Kevin Smith, 90s, Francis McDormand, Black Cinema, Paul Thomas Anderson, Anne Hathaway, movie quote, Superman and sports. I had Hadad kind of down as kind of like a musicals, dance movies kind of guy, so I'm wondering maybe if, like, and Hathaway could have been a strength of his. Daggers, you don't need to tell us who, who your your strength was just to kind of keep all that safe for, for next time. But I think, listen, you get the, the 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 shout gets for to be deferred to you. You spin Kevin Smith, go eight for eight, Chasing Amy with Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, uh, Tracy Morgan, Cop Out, the 2019 Kevin Smith movie, The Jay and Silent Bob reboot and the state that Clarks is in, New Jersey. I believe as a Jersey man yourself, I'd say you would have had to leave if you got that one wrong. Oh,
2: it would have been brutal. It, it was so funny too, because the day before I'm on another show and and someone casually brought up Kevin Smith, they're like, do you, do you, know, do you know Kevin Smith? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm familiar, I, I'm from New Jersey. I should, I should know something about the man. And then when it came up, I was like, oh man, if I don't get this, it's gonna be embarrassing. <laughs>
1: Chris, uh, I brought up a, a kind of a, a new reference, a new sporting reference for the guys last week. This idea of holding your throw on your spin. Daggers mm-hmm. does this eight for eight, in Kevin Smith. What were your thoughts on, on the wheel makeup and Daggers' round?
3: Um, it was a solid wheel makeup. I can't remember. Well, I do remember the reference of hold your throw, but I'm not a cricket fan, so I don't know what it means at all. <laughs> you know, I, it's probably sacrilege of, as an Englishman. I don't like cricket. I hate it, but I haven't got a clue. But, <laughs> but. It, 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 yeah fair enough whatever but um no it was a solid it was a solid solid uh wheel makeup and i i put you as correct in my feelings of the wheel with what i thought maxwell strengths may have been with like the and halfway or the musical thing but um what i want to say with the obviously daggers very well with kevin smith as he should as he we've just alluded (laughs) to there but um it was a Oh, I don't know. It's for me, it's, I felt strange. Like these were all two point questions, right? Unless you go multiple choice. But I felt like, as you guys alluded to in the first round, that was a tricky first round. These round questions, two questions to me, were easier than round one. Uh, in, yeah, in a I lot, mean, they, were, far, they right? were a lot easier, even for me, because I am, as these guys all know, terrible at movie trivia. Not terrible at movie trivia. I'm terrible at the recall of getting stuff back in my mind quick enough to answer the question. And I had no hope in that first round at all. I was just sat there going, I haven't got a clue. But I mean, I don't think anyone knew that George Clooney movie, but I definitely didn't. But this one's I, I smashed them out. And I, I I wanted a quick question. Like when, when you get to a, a category like Kevin Smith, a question to all of you guys, really. You I think when you get like a director, like you go for it, don't you? Especially a director has not got many much of a filmography anyway. He's not done loads of movies, especially if it was the cop-out question. Like that kind of question obviously it's, obviously it's spe- specific for that movie, but even if you hadn't seen that movie, which I haven't seen Cop Out, I knew the answer to that question because it was definitely not going to be any... Well, what well, I mean, what was the question again, Keith? Do you There's remember? a
2: finite pool to draw from. Which yeah, I yeah, Johnny. You know they I mean? would have picked things that he acted in but didn't direct to try to yeah. throw you off. But M- like, Maybe, what was yeah, his name yeah. in Die Hard? Like something like yeah. that was yeah. was more what I was yeah. expecting.
3: Yeah, um, yeah I, can't, I I'm can't not I'm not going to
2: complain for easy questions when they're mine. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what the question was now, but I remember just at the time thinking. Well, it's not going to be any of the Jalen Silent Bob movies or any of those movies. It's it's obviously, whatever, come with the question, so well, Cop- I know he directed Cop Out, so it must be that one. So, you know, I think it's a, a smart move going for a single director category anyway, in general, and especially when you get one like a Kevin Smith, when it's, you know, his filmography isn't massive. He's not done a lot, you know, and it's, and as as uh, Jess Dagger says, it doesn't go into his acting as well, so... No, I, I, that's all I've got to say about it, really, to be honest. So, yeah, carry on. I'm rambling. <laughs> it's funny
1: because I think this is the third time that Kevin Smith has been taken in the league this season. So you would think that the more that the category is getting hit, the harder it's going to get. But obviously, mm. listen, the question writers, they're still kind of developing out the categories as we go. But listen, a for eight, boom, you're back in the game. Comes back to ad first spin, spinner choice. He kind of him and hawing about what oh, he's going God. to take. <laughs> Are you weren't the only one in the chat who was saying that as well. To be fair, we we were very much. Uh, I was on, like, "There goes my side. lead.
2: The guy can <laughs> pick whatever he <laughs> wants." Oh.
1: <laughs> Andrew, I want to come to you. So Hadad picks Paul Thomas Anderson, but he makes the point that it's not the slice that he's actually put on the wheel. Do you think that's just gamesmanship? trying to, like, throw people off in the future? Or do you think that, yeah, this is what he put on and he's just kind of, like, making a a show of
2: himself? He's full of shit. That was his category.
0: (laughs) To be honest with you, when I
1: was watching this
0: and I was seeing what he was doing, as well as some of the things that I saw from Maxwell before, is obviously Keith, Ryan, CB. We've all been following the league. We've all been occasionally in the live chats there while we're watching the FCL. And Maxwell Haddad has been not afraid to talk. Talk a lot. Talk about how good he is. Talk about how little he misses. Every single time I'm watching the FCL Live, it seems like in that chat room, there's Maxwell going eight for eight in round number one, going eight for eight in round number two, going 10 for 10 in round number three. It seems like, according to him, just posting numbers in a chat room, he never misses a question. Of course, he missed a question in his round number two. Surprise, surprise, you're finally under the lights and something happens. And he's talking a lot of trash to you, Daggers, even during this round. You handled yourself beautifully. After a tough first round, like I said, a lot of competitors will fall apart. They'll get in their own head. They'll have trouble answering. You got all yours right. Easy or hard. Yeah, sure, they're not asking a question about Timothy Oliphant and Jennifer Garner and Catch and Release, where Kevin Smith played the best friend. You're welcome, competitors. His name (laughs) was Sam. That's correct. (laughs) And you would have known that one. So it's a good category. It's it's well handled. And Haddad is... He's playing it up. He's having a lot of fun. But when you're in the lead, that's easy to do. And I think the best thing you can do is stay calm, continue to have a good time yourself, and come back strong. And that's what Daggers did in this round. So, I mean, good round for Daggers. Still a tough position to be in because you're coming out of round two. You're still behind. And we all know round three, that's where it's all going to happen. You're going to get hit with those big, tough questions. As much as we can talk about the difficulty of the questions, and, yes, we know they're all subjective. When we say it was a hard first round, we all just think that together as a group. Don't don't add us on Twitter or do, we would love that. <laughs> I think great, great round here from, I think both competitors handled well. And to your question, Keith, if I had to guess whether Maxwell is telling the truth because he wants people to be aware that that's not a category that he would put on a wheel or if he's just playing around to try and get people to give it to him later, I don't think it matters i think at this point he's just he can do whatever he wants but it's a it's a bad move if you're trying to get a specific response out of it because if someone's thinking like you are keith that it could be either one you don't know what they're going to do so where the play is i don't know
1: so listen he takes pta and goes six of eight crushes his first three to 97 mark Wahlberg boogie Knights, 96 crime debut hard eight and the how many films has Joaquin Phoenix worked with them to six for two, 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 boom, lovely. Moving along. Then comes the fourth question of the round. How many times has he been nominated for best original screenplay? Goes to multiple choice, says three. That's wrong. Daggers, you smash in, take say two, take the one point steal. And I know Chris, you had a point that you wanted to raise about the, the one point steal and kind of the value of that in terms of the overall scoring.
3: Yeah, well, it's obviously no disrespect to the, our guests on the show, but Go going right into ahead. going into that second round, I was thinking, you know, even with uh, just, I guess, going perfect, I was thinking it's going to be a tall order for this to be turned around in any kind of way because that first round was uh, for better t- yeah, horrific. It was horrific. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so, um, but it's just the value of that. But that one steal that it just changed that reflection it only stole one point but it just it just changed the whole reflection of the game when went into that second round thinking you know this isn't that big of a gap there now and this literally could because so i know i was kind of quietly in the chat just throwing up the old dagger emoji just like showing my support you know everyone else is supporting support <laughs> everyone else is supporting maxwell i thought well someone's got to support the other guys so that'll be can't imagine that can why be he's me. popular yeah i thought that can be that could be me and so when it it got into that third round after you got that big steal i was like you know this could he could do this and this could happen and it it seems like uh daggers yourself you uh seem to know the harder questions apparently harder questions more than the uh easy ones the one point is the first round so it's just amazing for me how like, it's only a one point deal with that bigger gap, but it just made it look that much closer and made it actually a real fight going into that third round.
1: Yeah, it turned a six point gap into, into a three point just by a one point steal. Ryan, yeah. the, this fourth question that we're kind of talking about, the, these are the kind of questions that we want to kind of see in the second round from the FCL moving into, I think, that these little bit more trickier questions, I think
4: yeah absolutely absolutely and in regards to uh, what was it paul thomas anderson was the was the category yeah. Yeah, yeah i would not have gotten any of that i get paul and wes anderson so mixed up <laughs> every single time a question from either one of those directors comes my way when i'm competing in the fan leagues daggers i'm thinking to myself okay so who was it on this day on monday was a pta and then on tuesday wes anderson directed the next film what happened i don't know it's a tough category but made it through it we get into round three things start to heat up
1: so listen, let's get into round three. It's all on you, Daggers, because you're behind by three. You get your two-pointer director of space balls, Robin Hood, men in tights, Mel Brooks. Boom. Another three-point, <laughs> Another giveaway, right, Daggers? <laughs> the three-point comes in into the category of Tom Hanks, the FBI agent in what 2012? What, uh, what this one almost you know what threw you me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pull it at the last second, catch me if you can. Boom. Three points in the bag. How confident were you, or was this just kind of floating in the head?
2: I honestly I couldn't pull it at all and then I and then I was just like well say something and I I was trying to think what was even the question and I remembered I'm like FBI agent something and I knew the year and I'm like was he in that they it, just throw it out for the best <laughs> and, and there it was I haven't seen that one since it since I saw it theatrically but I hadn't seen it again since then so the the memory was just I guess super back there not really well <laughs> but it paid off so you know I'll take it.
1: But well, this is it. So that kind of puts you back in the lead. You're 17-15 up. It's back to Haddad. His two-pointer, Matt and Ben. Affleck is what basketball coach the way back. The three-pointer is Denzel Washington. Um, Denzel and Tony Scott have worked five times, Name two. Boom, boom. Hits that. Then it's kind of back on you on this 2010s uh, five-pointer. This is uh, what who played
2: me. I was thinking of the <laughs> wrong fucking movie. <laughs>
1: I was. This is what I want to come to. It's Jordan Turner in 2013's The Call. Who plays it? And you say out loud, "I can see his name."
2: So I can't even. I don't even know the name of the movie that I'm picturing. But it's it's some you know. He's like black haired dude. I don't even know his name now. It I should have looked what it was. But it, he's he's in things. Got a little generic face. You could hate, and uh, and he's it's the same type of situation. He's on a nine one one call or he takes a call on a Tim all alone in a dark office and shit's going down or whatever. And I didn't see that movie. I saw the trailer though, and I didn't see the the nine one 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 belly bear either. So that one wasn't even on my radar. But yeah, that that was embarrassing. Not it wouldn't have mattered because I was like thinking the wrong movie did not hurt me because I didn't see the right movie so I I wouldn't have got that pull anyway but it was just it was frustrating to like like, I can see it I can't see it I didn't see it at all
4: (laughs) I think only two people in the world saw that movie The Call with Holly Berry but you know whatever
2: I did see that trailer though but what like it wasn't even in my in my yeah whatever I think we reviewed that on our channel like way back in the day like the trailer for that movie so but it wasn't it it, that wasn't gonna happen so like whatever I lost and and I I, I was like I could repeat again and again but what's it gonna do for me it's I know it's not there like you give a kindergartner some some high school math and they're they're not gonna get it give them his million years it's not gonna matter so I was like let me just give it up let me not waste the people's time
1: so listen hadad takes the w 2017 overall I think that there's still a lot of like good points here too for yourself to kind of pick up on yes you got three points in, in round one but you rallied in round two you went as I said. You held your throw. You got eight for eight. You took a steal. You hit your two and your three. You forced him to to, to rally back at you. There's still a lot like a positives to take out from my opinion based on your performance.
2: Thank you. I I think the only thing I regret it's not losing. It's it's that he won, <laughs> and I just I think it would have been so funny to beat him after all his like little oh I'm superior. I do theater. I'm Tony nominated. Like like and just him going I lost to an idiot. Like it would have been. great. <laughs> I lost to the owner of
4: a video store who actually watches movies.
2: Like. Like definitely, and I'm not saying I would I would do anything differently. Like I don't know how one trains for these things. Like there's like there's unlimited movies to to watch, and I think almost to a detriment to myself, I watch too many movies, and at least half of which I watch will never be featured on this show. So like there's just so much garbage in my brain. Uh, you know, will I definitely give it my all? Of course. Would I crack a book? Probably not. <laughs>
1: hmm. Andrew, talk to me, 2017, Haddad gets a W eventually. But as I said, strong showing by Daggers all the same.
0: Uh, very well handled. Uh, again, I, I love the, the attitude, Daggers, that you've had in the matchup. You are behind. You're playing in a tough situation. And you don't let it get to you. You're just having a good time out there. And normally, uh, in the third round, especially on a five-point question, I would be the guy who was harping on the competitor. I would be saying, you have repeats. You have JTs. You've got to use them. Get all the time that you can. But you know what? it was clear from what you said verbally from the way you were acting from everything that happened. You did not have the answer. I appreciate that you're willing to accept that step back like Troyzan Robertson and game changers and say, I'm just not going to win this one. Congratulations to you. I had a great time being here. Got to love that attitude. I got to love the way you played this match because you did handle yourself very well. And I think, really the difference in this matchup it does look like it's kind of tight a few points at the end but the difference in this matchup is all that round one you got unlucky yeah. you had some bad questions some ones that just weren't there in your brain and no matter how good you are at movie trivia no matter if you're william Bibiani, there are questions that you will miss there are things that will not be in your head and there are moments when something you know just slips away from you overall a well-played match i would have loved to see it be a little more competitive and i think two or three more points in round one would have done that but well handled by both. And congratulations to you, Maxwell Haddad. Let's hope you can keep it up to this level of competition because anything less will be a disappointment based on the hype you put out for yourself before your match. Keep competing, keep showing up, and I will sing your praises. But I got to see more from you before I get there.
1: Ryan, Haddad calls out John Roca for one, but secondarily calls out Robert Montano in his post-match interview. How do you think that would go if the two guys matched up?
4: Well, first of all, I think there would be great matches you know. either way, whether he's going up against Montana, who's going to win that match anyway, and Roca, who may or may not win. It depends on the day. Plus, Roca, I don't know if you're going to be around for much longer. I think your career is going <laughs> uh, down the tubes a little bit, Outlaw. Look, I was a fan of you when, the, when you won the world title from Dan Merle a couple years back, but nowadays, I don't know, Roca. I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, either way, those matches between him and Haddad would be great, but at the same time, Haddad, you've been here how long? One day. How long have you been on camera? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, take Take a breath. Take a sip of your drink, your water, your $1,000 whiskey. I don't care what it is you got in the background. Take a breath. You've been here for 15 minutes. Let's wait a while before you start calling out some of the biggest dogs in this yard, including Robert Montano, which, by the way, Montano, you're going to be a future world champion. I know it because late to the party is, you're perfect. But, yeah, he shouldn't have done it. I mean, it's okay if you want to call him out, but it's it's, it's not going to happen. Like, stop trying to make your own matches happen, Haddad. It's not going to happen.
1: I think CB, um, finishing up on this match, I think for Daggers, potentially a nice opponent for him next would be maybe um, Iman Frost, whereas for Haddad, I'm thinking maybe David Campbell. That might be a nice kind of like a toe-to-toe. I think the promos and that could be quite spicy.
4: I guess he's going to win that one anyway, though.
3: He, he, is, he is, yeah. I, I, I yeah. I, I I tend to agree. I think, especially for Maxwell, um, David Campbell. Obviously, Campbell's got the one win, and he had the uh, unfortunate defeat to Nick Harley in the number one contender match. But you know, ability-wise, it seems like they've got like this. They're on the sort of the same wavelength. This could be an exciting match to go into the next phase of uh, competition. And yeah, for uh, just daggers, yeah, Immon Frost be a good one because she uh, she handled herself pretty well in her first match. It was against uh, it was Gerald, I believe, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah, Patolia, yeah, Gerald, yeah. Gerald Spatolia's first match, and you know, she lost, but Gerald seemed has proven himself to be a bit of a beast in this game. You know, he's I think he, well, he's missed a question, I think, but only a, yeah. you know a round two question in two matches. So Imon, she did quite well, and I think that'd be a nice even a uh, fair match between uh, Just Agus and Immon, so I'll be, it's me. I'll, I would like to see whether Brad and the powers that be decide that's the way they want to go. Who knows? But hopefully they let us know before Friday when we record so we can talk about it.
4: <laughs> Give us a heads up, people. <laughs>
1: listen, I think if, if we can do Brad and PLD's job for them, then they don't need to do it. So listen, there
3: you go. Exactly, There's yeah. Your- so that's it. They're the matches that are coming. <laughs>
1: So listen, let's move into the main event of FCL ten. Chris Adams, um, Alana Jordan. Alana Jordan, uh, we know from uh, uh, Elena. Elena. <laughs> I'm I'm Irish, okay. It's the accent You're <laughs> Irish. Irish. I
0: saw I was spelled Jane Jane I said the, right it the way. same way.
1: <laughs> so Elena Jordan, um, who we know from a previous five-way in the inner geekdom in the movie to Shimon, in season five. Uh, which was won by Jared Cabon. Um Chris Adams, that we know, he is the brother of Robert Adams, the other half of the Sin Fanatics, playing this gentleman character. It is based off a wrestling character from the past, but we know this from uh, the interview that Chris did with uh, Vernon and Nancy on a fan's um, a fan's view of the FCL this week. We move into round one of these guys. Again, it's the same categories as we're seeing for, for Daggers and Haddad and um, we're getting new releases again we're getting mystery twitter and we're getting crime as new kind of categories in this round one it ends for Adams. the first new releases the francis mcdormand Norman land uh, question jordan misses that one she misses the director of forest gun polar express robert zemeckis and um, they both go three for three in their next one to share horowitz and clueless alicia silverstone what year did The Last Jedi, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, come out in 2017? And who played James T. Kirk in Star Trek 2009, Chris Pine? Then Alana goes 0 for 3. Elena, sorry, Andrew, goes 0 for 3 in her last 3, which is the, the 90s um, question, which is the 97 Fincher movie starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn, The Game. The Mystery Thriller movie, they both missed this one, which is a 2016 movie based on a Paula Hawkins novel starring Emily Blunt, Rebecca Ferguson, Luke Evans, Girl on the Train. And then they both missed the Henry Hill in Goodfellas, Ray Liotta. 6-3 to Adams. I think the nerves got to Jordan, in my opinion. Andrew, what were your thoughts on round one of this?
0: I got to say, I got to... Got to agree with you on a lot of what was said there. Um, Elena uh, is an interesting competitor. And as you know, if you've listened to my intros to this show, I love a good pun. But (laughs) I said before, normally I'd rag on a competitor for not using their JTAs, little strategic problems. And this is where I might just have to do that because Elena really outplayed herself there's some nerves obviously first time under the lights but she didn't write down answers when she thought she when she thought she knew them and she would have gotten them she wrote down the director at least close to the correct name and spelling and she knew what she was going to say and she turned her border and said zemeckis i think maybe she gets the point i'm not saying you have to be a perfect strategist at all times but what i'm saying is elena in this first round i think she gave up two points and that's kind of sad to see In the end, that puts her in a much worse situation moving out of the round. If I was Elena, I would be very happy with how the character is getting across, but I might be a little bit worried about that exact kind of, I don't know, like brain mist settling over me and not being able to do that. My advice, if I had any for her as a competitor, which I really don't, I'll preface that. I don't know what I'm talking about any more than you do, but maybe – maybe throw out a JTE in the first round. Take a breath. Take a moment. Don't let it all get to you too much. Yes, you're out there competing. Yes, you want to do well. And yes, you only have 15 seconds to answer that question. So remove those concerns. Take your time. Take the full 15 seconds before anything is answered. Remember to use a JTE if you need it because making a point in round one is better than having an unused JTE in round three. I think there's some mistakes in play, mostly forgivable due to a new competitor debuting. But Overall, that was my biggest takeaway in this round. Chris Adams comports himself very, very well here. I think he handled himself well. I think he also had a miss or two in this round where I think if he'd taken his time, he could have got it. So Overall, my opinion of round one is good personalities, decent performance from both competitors, but I think both of them were within inches of another point or two on their board, and they could have gotten them if they tried.
1: Jaggers, I'm, I'm naming out movies here. I'm naming out No Man Land. I'm naming out Robert Zemeckis. I'm naming that out That was one of the only new movies I knew. And I was like, I was like, I, was like
2: oh, I couldn't have got that one in my 20 Come on.
1: <laughs> I was just uh, going to ask, how, how do you reckon you would have done in this round one?
2: i across the board in in their question sequence was a lot more things that i was like i was like oh yes this is more my kind of movie this would have been a thing like i consider myself a movie guy and i got a lot more film questions if that makes sense to you yeah um and not that i don't appreciate a good film but you know like i like schlock more than i like high art for for sure um (laughs) but like i thought like you know that round had some questions i would prefer but like again it's always gonna be random you're never gonna get the same ones this and that i remember like the, the they had asked me to, to do one match, like whatever. And I, and I couldn't get off of, you know, work to, no one was there to work for me to do that shift. So I missed it. And so I got to see what match I'm like, I would have had these questions. Shit. <laughs> and that would have been a lot better, but you know, you know, you're never going to know what, you know, until, you know,
1: future FCL world champion, Ryan permission. How'd you get on? round one?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, as far, <laughs> as far as round one, Probably would have been the same thing as the previous match. Probably five, maybe six out of eight. Because the, what was it? The Nomad Land with Francis McDormand. Is that what it was? Never Mm -hmm. once again would not have gotten that. New releases. I need to brush up on those. Sorry, Hollywood. But, you know, the pandemic kind of ruined my appetite for certain new releases. (laughs) Sorry. I was all, you know, I was busy. Um, But outside of that. Yeah. One of the two other questions. Probably would have probably would have missed those. But other than that, still go around. Ra- I mean, you know, despite what the score says, this was an entertaining match through mm. and through. For sure. You got what's his name? The the gentleman from the Kingsman coming in the door with an umbrella and a you know a vest and a tie and all that. Then you got Elena Al- is it Elena? Am I saying that right? Elena? Okay, cool. I- cool. So, <laughs> so so Elena comes in with like this 80s, I wanna work out, go to the gym kind of vibe with the hair, you know, with the hair with the hairdo and the sweatshirt, the hoodie, and the the tie-dye, colors flying everywhere. So this was an entertaining match through and through. But yeah, round one, despite what the score says, I was entertained.
1: Sometimes that's all we ask for. So listen, let's move into round two. Chris, we've kind of spoken the last few weeks about this idea of people who are coming into the FCL as what we would perceive as inner and players who are maybe looking to kind of like cut out maybe five, six points hit an IG slice in round two and see how the numbers kind of lie out in in, in round three. This seems to be kind of what um, Jordan's strategy is, potentially. She spins, gets Spinner's Choice, which, and I'm going to drop another little nugget, there's been 55 spins in the FCL this season, eight of which have been Spinner's Choice for a 14% hit ratio on Spinner's Choice in the FCL this year so far. She takes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, go eight for eight. She's kind of like on the fence as to whether to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jurassic Park. Looks to kind of want to switch that, but then takes Turtles eight for eight. What did you make of her round?
3: It was a it was a great round, you know. I mean, for me, like I was this is this is kind of my wheelhouse. Like Jurassic Park's my favourite movie of all time. If she'd have gone for that, I'm wow. convinced I would have smashed that one. Um turtles, <laughs> I thought, you know. If the question comes out, who voiced Donatello? I know it's Corey Feldman. Ooh, I, thought, I hope that question comes out, because I'm going to feel yes. smart knowing that. And then, obviously, <laughs> she got it as well. Because, you know, who knows? Like, Corey Feldman, you know, oh, well, maybe everyone knew that. But for me, it's good. Um, but, yeah, no, she did very well. And it does make sense, obviously, because she has her only previous Schmodown match. One match she had was in the Inner Geek from Division, where we said that it was against a uh, five way with Taylor Robinson, Jared Hayron, um, Dorian parks, I believe. Yeah. Cull- wow, that match was jam- so Jamie long ago. Costa. I don't even yeah, remember being in that match. Um, and you know, and obviously I've, I've seen a before, uh, with Mike Karnowski and Roxy on DC movie news. That's, that's the only really other place I've seen before. So I would have thought nice. she would have maybe held out for the, uh, uh, in geek from division, but she went for this, uh, uh, obviously normal, normal singles division. And obviously these categories were up her wheelhouse and she did very well, which, you know, you can't ask for anything more than that. You know, she got the questions, she got them all right. So what, what more she, can she do? And it was a, it did a great job of pulling out, pulling some of those points back that she uh, lost in that first round, which I do tend to agree with Andrew. Maybe the character, maybe slightly overtook the, uh, gameplay more than anything else, you know, not as much as, uh, the Jet, uh, was, what was it? The Kingsman and uh, mm, the Devon Stewart. That was just that was a bit of a mess, but you know, maybe the couch overtook slightly, and she kind of was focusing more on writing puns on the board than actually God, taking the time, of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking the time to think about what the answers were. But no, this was a great second round. She pulled it back and gave us an exciting third round,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So this, we're moving into Adam's uh, spin. First spin is musicians and films has no spins again. It's two thousands again. He goes eight for eight as well. He does this thing, this holding your throat, this idea that I'm trying to get across of like holding your spin, making sure oh, that you get maximum, <laughs> making sure you get maximum value out of what your category is. Two thousand six, Pan's lab director. P.M. Del Toro, Jack Campbell in Family Man, played by Nick Cage, 2009, mm-hmm. 2009 <laughs> war movie with Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz in Glorious Bastards, and then the 2007 neo-Western crime starring Josh Brolin, No Country for Old Men, it's 1411. Andrew, what were your thoughts over on round two?
0: Pretty good wheel round. Both competitors do very well with the categories that they get. They go solid. They play strong. I mean, the truth is there's there's not a lot to say here, although I will say one thing. And this goes out to you, Mr. Chris Adams. You are a gentleman. And when you deferred your spin to your opponent, you said that I would not be a gentleman if I did not defer. But like Keith just said, and like I've said on this very program many weeks in a row, letting your opponent know what information they need, giving them that information is the gentlemanly thing to do. If you were a real gentleman, you would have had your round first. You would have let your opponent go second. So she could see exactly how many points she needed. She could know if she could check the multiple choice. She could know when it's the right thing to do to not get a question right or to not take multiple choice. The more information you have, the more powerful you are. So you say you're being a gentleman, Chris Adams, but really I think what you're being is a smart player. So kudos to you for that. but. I don't know. This gentleman thing is just not working for me. Big tweener energy out of Chris Adams in this match for me.
3: <laughs> da-
1: da- Daggers, you're hearing a lot of us talk about the, the the strategy of like spin first, spin don't first, multiple choice maybe don't multiple <laughs> choice. What do you make of like if you're in the lead, should you go first? Should you go second? Where do you kind of stand on it, and what would I didn't you do?
2: Think about it too much, and I, I don't even remember. I, I, he had, did I get deferred? I got deferred too, right? Mm-hmm. You got deferred too, yeah. Um. I, it's, for me, I get it's all kind of the same. If if you like some categories and don't like some categories, it's gonna come up. Like I guess there's a bonus if you go second, there's one less category. But if you like that category, there's one less category you like too. Um, I, I I really I guess I just don't. To me, there's no real. I could care less. Uh, you know who goes first, who goes second, because there's always gonna be some you like, some you don't. I like I love the wheel that the second round had. I was like, oh, I would have been. I would that wheel. That wheel was great, and like it ended up working out for me. So again, no complaints. But there were a lot more things there that I'm like, Oh, these are some fun categories. Her, her switch or wanting to switch from her. She got the pick and she picked the yeah. turtles and then almost switched to a uh, Jurassic park. And I'm like, that, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell does that tell me? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like that's, which one did she pick? I don't know. <laughs> and that's, that, that's like a dangerous play. I think like, you're yeah. like, all right. Cause she, she, or maybe last minute, she's like, Oh, maybe the thing I picked wasn't as like, it's weird, but yeah. you know, it played for her, it worked, but that could have been a real dangerous move. Like, you assume she would have picked the one that she wanted on the wheel the most uh, to then defer mm. to Jurassic Park, which, you know, who doesn't love Jurassic Park? Obviously, a good uh, film.
1: Yeah.
4: The first one is the sequel's never happened, but yeah.
3: Oh, I like i'm love the sequels I'm interested
2: too. in this in this new one like i like the shorts that they put out i think that there's mm. something there and the idea that's been floated out that there might be a crossover between fast and the furious and jurassic park oh my god I, I please would, don't i would That'll pay all the money heart. all It'll the money i want to see heart. that I that.
4: that would break all mouth. sorts of continuity i don't even yeah. i don't
2: care I, I love it. It's gonna be them. They have to get it into an eighteen wheeler and ship it somewhere. But someone else wants it, and they gotta fight this guy. It's, oh, I need it. I need it all over. I thought they already confirmed that Fast Ten was gonna be
4: Fast Ten in space. I thought they already confirmed
1: that. With I, dinosaurs. With dinosaurs. No,
4: no, not <laughs> dinosaurs. Just they're going out into space, like moon. Well, they or they or gotta something.
2: get that little uh you know the can into space so that they can properly separate the nucleus or something. <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
4: that's right. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Did, listen, listen, FCL, FCL, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares okay. about we'll universal pictures it. and their weirdo ideas okay. about continuity? <laughs> yeah, so it's 14 11 to Adam's coming into round three. Uh, Jordan hits her two-pointer. Uh, your favourite movie, Unbreakable, comes back up again, Daggers, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Night Shyamalan, uh, David Dunn in Unbreakable, Bruce Willis. Uh, the three-pointer is in comedies, the 85 mystery comedy with Mrs. Plum and whatnot. Clue is the answer, Boom. Was back on to Adams, and then there's a little bit of panic that kind of hits in with Chris Adams here. The horror question, his two pointer, the director of the '76 movie, Carrie, he says, Wes Craven, it's not, it's Brian De Palma. Then you get this three pointer fantasy sci fi 2008 Freddie Highmore as twins, a few more context pieces, the Spider Wick Chronicles, misses that. In between all this, is In between all this, Brad's internet drops out and we kind of lose him. (laughs) Steph has to kind of, you know, steady the ship for the rest of the match. Adams's five comes in Action Adventures, Last Chance Saloon, the 99 Troy Duffy movie starring Willem Dafoe with the the Russian gangsters, um, the answer being Moondog Saints. Hits the five point, big, big sigh of relief. And then it's all on um, Jordan for her five uh, scores and soundtracks. The last movie, Jordan, Uh, scored by James Horner which came out in 2016 the answer is the Magnificent Seven, she doesn't get it and your winner, Chris Adams just about, I do believe that I think that it got to Adams a little bit, being in the moment being finally playing in the Schmodown or Schmodown adjacent that was my own opinion, Chris what was your opinion?
3: I think it was uh... was a decent round three you can see Chris, I think he struggled, didn't he? Like you said, he kind of, I think maybe the, th- the same thing that Andrew and myself have said about Elena's big personality and the big thing, it kind of got to him a little bit. You know, he was trying not to concentrate on her and laugh, and he, that's where I think it just kind of, you know, question-wise, I didn't know any of the answers myself, so I, I can't really judge him on that. But I just think, you know, he's taught the game and I think he's got the knowledge. And he knows he's, he knew these answers. But I do, do think the uh, showmanship from Elena, 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 Elena was did, did did get to him. So, you know, that's how it was. And, uh, but he pulled out the win in the end and I'm looking forward to see where he goes next. I'm hoping it's uh, Adams versus Adams. <laughs>
1: Two big five trying at this the the action adventure and, and the scores and soundtracks how do you reckon you would have gotten on in, in the heat of battle
4: i i'll be honest with you i knew both of those fives the boondock saints that movie comes up a lot in the mts so i definitely would have gotten that and then, then also the posthumously with james horner by the way james horner rest in peace good sir one of the greatest composers of all time and the magnificent seven i know not a lot of people talk about that movie they kind of throw it under the bus i like that movie Okay, And I thought the score was pretty darn good for a man who had passed away before it even came out. So my hat's off to you, good people, at the Magnificent 7 2016. Denzel, what's up, playa? So, yeah, I definitely would have gotten both fives. I feel so bad for Elena. I was like, Elena, it's Magnificent 7. I'm trying to telepathically you know, send you the answer, but you're not hearing me, girl. You're not hearing me. But at the same time, look. Those two five-pointers, you can come at it either way. But at the end of the day, great match had by all. So entertaining to watch. You got Chris as the Kingsman wannabe. You got Elena as the 80s. I want to exercise all day, girl, hanging out and being an awesome tacular. She's a 90s kid. That's why she took TMNT, because we 90s kids know what's up. Because Ninja Turtles is awesome, no matter what you say. So I'm proud of both competitors. It was a fun, great, entertaining match. And I look forward to seeing both of them. Both of them come back and they're going to come back even bigger, faster and stronger than before. But Elena, huh. Elena, we want you on the show. We want you on the show. <laughs> we love your personality. I like what's going down with your character. I dig it a thousand percent. So, Elena, I know you're watching this at home. We cannot wait to see you on a future episode of This Week in the FCL. Chris Cb, put it in your notes. Put it in the docket. Make me happy like Elliot, you know, or uh, Dewberry. Make it happen. Back to you.
1: I mean, I, I, CB, there you go. You've, you've just been told what to do next. Yeah. But uh, Andrew, there's a lot that goes on in round three, and we lose Brad. I think that a lot of props have to go to Steph Sabra for holding this all together at the end. Yeah.
0: Obviously, I have a brief bit of experience with the technical side of things when it comes to a movie yeah. trivia league. I did. Uh, have a, a period of time where I spent some time doing that and I know how difficult these technical glitches can be. They do happen to everybody and we love the FCL so we want to see it succeed on the highest level. We know when these things happen. It's not good for anybody involved. but. PLD, Steph Sabra. I mean, Steph, you you still don't like Gemini's, I'm a little mad about that, but you (laughs) both did a fantastic job. Steph, you come into your own more each and every week, and I am loving the work you were doing on the desk, PLD stepping up to make it happen. And as far as the questions in round number three, I mean, I thought it was a good round and being a poor 80s kid when, you know, TMNT premiered on television as a cartoon and exploded into the popular culture. And the comics oh, were yeah. being released by Eastman learned We don't know anything about TMNT, once again. Uh, <laughs> no, I watched the reruns of
4: the NBA <laughs> series, and I bought the VHS tapes that had the Burger King Kids Club on the top part of the VHS tape
0: boxes. I remember
4: those days. So
0: definitely, definitely. I would not have got any of the questions in that I mean, uh, TMNT. <laughs> Just not by style, not by speed. Oh, okay. We can move on from that one. Elena, we would love to have you on the show. As Absolutely. Mr. Adams, we would love to have you. Come on, come oh, yes.
4: Come on. Both
0: Bring ones. it on. Let's see it. Do it. Do it. And I will say about about Adams, with a a win, well-handled win here. Nobody played perfectly, but he did have a good matchup. I would love to see something between the Adams. Clearly, they're building to it. Clearly, they want Chris and Robert to go head-to-head. Oh, yeah. I think Robert needs another win under his belt first. So hopefully, that's something we'll see in the near future. But if not, Chris is off to a very good start. Elena brought so much character to this. And... I think I've said this before too. If you're coming in for your first matchup and you're worried about whether you're going to get all the questions right, if you think that's what you need to succeed, you have to be an eight out of eight in round number one, an eight out of eight in round number two, and all three questions in round number three. If that's what you think you need to do to succeed in this league, I will tell you that that's not always the case. For those coming in, remember that character matters. If you're a big personality, if you look good on camera, if you can talk and and throw barbs at your opponent like our wonderful guest today did in his matchup, sometimes that's just as important. You've got to be out there and get that character because if nobody cares about your character, they won't care how many points you get in the match. If they do care about your character, then they don't care how many points you got in the match and you're coming back. So get out there, do your best, have some fun with it. And you know, just like everybody else in the FCL, I know Brad would say this, I know Steph would say this, just keep it classy and have a good time. That's what they did in this matchup. I like both of them. I can't wait to see more from either of these competitors. In all honesty, I thought this week, both matches as a whole. Sometimes we have very high scoring matches and maybe I'm not as excited about seeing a return from the competitors. This week, we saw some misses, we saw some stumbles and we saw some problems. But every single one of the four competitors that competed this week, I want to see you back sooner rather than later. Great job, well handled by all of them. And Elena, JTs exist. Tiger, I see thought
2: you, Tiger. she won. I thought I thought a lot. I, I threw my headset so off. I threw so my headset off when he was there, not knowing Boondock Saints. I'm like, well, fuck this guy, and I left. And I, <laughs> I, I, I then realized Reedus, he, he yeah. came back and got the answer. And I was I was like, oh, she's got this. I don't know what her number is, but if you don't know Boondock Saints, you've lost the game. Let's just keep going. And then when I found out he won, I'm like, oh. All right, I'm that guy who, like, you know, like left in the last inning because my team's down. I'm like, oh, I just want to get out of here and not deal with the traffic. And then he won. Did so you know the him. posthumous James Horner question, though, Daggers? Uh, I didn't even hear it. I uh, I, I was okay. not in the game anymore.
4: Yeah. Okay. I was just curious if you were able to hear that question. But that, it's all good, man. It's all good. You had, you I've, know, I've hey, seen
2: that movie, so there was certainly a good chance. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I also like that one. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a good film. I mean, look, you
4: came good with the vest, and you had the better set of the of you and your competitor. You had a great set. You live, <laughs> eat, sleep, and breathe in a video store. How many like people can say hey, I have I my have own video than store?
2: Maxwell, but you know, <laughs>
4: yeah, but still, but like, how many people can say I have my own video store as not only my background, but I live Nowadays in it? Nowadays, not it.
2: many. <laughs> no. Physical yeah. media is is definitely going out for most people. Like, you know, Amazon yeah. is is not not for, not for the, guys like out out you and me. Not
4: for guys like you and of me. Course. Physical media exists. It's for life. That's what physical media
2: is. How, how many movies you got? If I can ask Ryan, do you know what your numbers are?
4: Do I know my number? I wish I did. I think it's like in the 400s, oh, maybe five.
2: You're, you're a baby. Call, call me in a couple yeah, years. Yeah, thank you.
4: Yeah, you, can, you can bring on the reconnaissance where he says, I think, I think I've got... Out, man
2: maybe 2,500 horror movies in this room. That is
4: great. Horror is not one of my favorite genres, but I respect it, and I do have my favorites. Just
2: not as many as you. This this just happens to be my horror room just because how it fit, but like, I got the action comedies, another one, I got my dramas, I got this and that, is. I, I, I try to segregate it all. Not everything is beautifully alphabetized, but it's, you know, the A's are together, the B's are together. I'm a lazy guy.
4: I just keep mine in storage containers, bro.
1: Once again, I want to say FCL. Let's get back to the FCL. Yeah, what are we talking about, Daggers? Huh?
4: What are we talking about? We're
2: talking about the FCL. FCL.
0: I can settle this whole thing right now. Everybody, we're going to have a sleepover and movie night at Daggers' house. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Are you happy? now? as we can travel. We'll know why.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, CB, make it happen.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't think I don't think Chris is responsible for that ride. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's he's there, good, sir. Yeah. he
4: takes up all the you know he has the financial responsibilities. He has money; he can help. us Because if
0: he's paying for plane tickets, I mean, daggers! You're a <laughs> wonderful guy. We just met; I like you quite a bit already. <laughs> but see me, if you're buying plane tickets. I got some tropical vacation spots. <laughs> <about
1: that. laughs> Boom! So listen, Adams, nineteen sixteen gets the yeah. job done. Let's see Great what man. happens in the future, and more importantly, let's look forward to what's coming up next week in the FCA.
4: So coming up next week in the FCL, we have another set of wonderful, awesome, spectacular matches. Coming your way, we have Mr. Calvin Klein. No, wait a minute. That's not right. But Klein is going up against Mr. Fishburn. And then you got, in the main event, you got Chattelbosch versus Galago. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing those names right. If I'm not, if I'm butchering those, I apologize to our fellow competitors out there. But these two matches, FCL 11 is heating up. It looks good. You got Calvin Klein going up against uh, Mr. Fishburne. You got Chattelbosh going up against Galago. We've seen some of these competitors before. They're coming back. Some are making their debut. No matter how you slice and dice it, it's like Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. There's always going to be something for somebody. So at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to seeing how some of these new competitors do, as well as some of the veterans. Andrew, what what are your thoughts on these two matches upcoming in FCO 11?
0: Well, you know, I love to see a debut. We've got a few new competitors coming in. and It's always good to see what they have for us. Of course, we do have one returnee coming in in this week, and that is going to be interesting coming off of a loss before he comes back into the matchup. So obviously looking to rebound, but his opponent coming in fresh is looking to get that first victory and move him down to zero and two. Ultimately, as with all rookies, we don't always know what the strengths are going to be. We don't always know where they're going to come from, but the opportunity abounds. New characters, new matchups, new feuds, everything coming our way, and we'll see how many points they score, whether they impress us, whether they do know the strategy, defer to your opponent, hold your throw, all these things we've been talking about. I want to see a This Week in the FCL reference, guys. Sneak it onto the screen. Brad won't know. But in the end, I know what it's going to be is what it's been every week so far for the first 10. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be a whole lot of movie trivia fun. I can't wait. Every week in the FCL is a great week. But some new faces is always something I'm glad to see.
4: Absolutely. The numbers man, uh, Keith, who likes to talk about this game known as darts that only two and a half people play anymore, because those were a thing in the 90s, but maybe not so much now in 2021. But I digress. Numbers dude, Keith, what do you got for us?
1: Um, Well, first off, the uh, winner of last year's Darts World Championship got a quarter of a million. So it's big bucks these days, Ryan. So it is. But uh, listen, going back to FCL again, um, Klein v. Fishburne. Klein is an absolute ghost on social media. I cannot find anything about him at all. So I don't know what to expect. I could be seeing the next Adam Cullen, or I could be seeing the other end of the spectrum completely. Fishburne is a guy based on his Twitter. He seems to be very much a comedy sci- uh, fantasy sci-fi guy, so I would be interested to see if, taking fantasy sci-fi, he goes kind of, like, deeper. Maybe does he go, like, a Star Trek? Does he go, like, a Star Wars as a specific kind of slice? In terms of the main event, Chattel Bash and Galago, they're two 0-1-1 fighters. Both need a win. One of them's going to get it. I keep saying that Chattel Bash is the best, fighter in the fcl with a 0-1 record apologies dagger i know you're with us at the moment <laughs> i do think that that tom is the better player of the two of these guys galago to me is a guy who i don't see is going to go perfect in round one i think he's going to give you a chance in round two and he's going to slip up somewhere in round three so on that basis that Chattelbash bash had a solid game against Vanessa. i give him the edge over galago
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Sounds good to me. Anyhow, uh, the you know what? Let's go to our special guest, Daggers. What do you got on these two matches, my man?
2: Well, I know nothing about either of these people, uh, these groups. I'd probably vote for the guy in the glasses just because he looks that's, fun.
1: That's some good facial hair.
2: <laughs> is that Klein or is that Fishburn?
1: That would be Fishburn. That's
2: Fishburn. Yeah, that's Fishburn. Yeah, all right, I'm rooting for Fishburn And uh, I'll go for yeah, – I could yeah, flip a coin on this one. One guy's black and white and the other guy's normal looking. <laughs> I guess I'll go black and white. Uh, that would be Shadowbox. Shadow yeah.
0: Shadow yeah. You think Shadow he's good at Bad. classic yeah. movies being black and white?
2: It could be a sickness. I don't want to assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> um.
4: Yeah. Uh, yes, those can happen either way in either match. I don't know, but Daggers, thank you so much for your $5,000 opinion. We appreciate it. Appreciate that on this Five million dollar show, but the guy behind the curtain that just loves to talk for some weird reason. CB, what do you got on these four competitors?
3: I don't love to talk enough to have a lot to say about Klein and Fishburn because I know little to nothing about the pair of them. But they uh I'm excited. Like I've always said, when we started this show and when the FCL started, I, I one of the things that excites me about the whole thing is is all the new faces we've got coming in, like our guest today, Just Dagger as well. He was a new face, someone I wasn't familiar with, but they're coming in and it's just a good, good to see what these, you know, what their knowledge is uh, and their ability when it comes to the movie trivia. But more importantly for me, at least what their character's like. So at least Fistborn looks like he's going to be a bit of a character. He might not. He could be throwing me completely off and Klein, no idea who he is, but uh and as Keith said, he's a bit of a ghost. As far as Chattelbash Bash and Gallagher go, it it's uh, a competition that just made sense, really. You know, they're both their games, their first games. I think Gallagher, he lost to Montana, Montana. right? The and Robert Chattelbash Bash lost to Fitzsimmons, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Of both, mm. both of late, late to the party. So it just makes sense that these two will go against each other. And both of them played very well in those games right You know, they weren't a million miles away from mm-hmm. pulling something off in those games. So it's a competition that makes sense. And they're definitely like, with another game under their belt, I can see them really improving. And obviously one of these guys are going to have a W under their name. So they're both pair that I can see starting to push on and going against these The ones you like to say, like the the bigger boys in the competition when it comes up, the Harley and the Campbell and the Fitzsimmons and Montano, I think these guys, they're probably just the bracket below, but whoever gets the win out of this is going to be pushing themselves a lot closer.
4: Well, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with FCL 11 next week when we talk about this week in the FCL.
0: Outro?
3: Yeah, just the outro now, buddy.
0: Okay. All right. Well, it's another week down and all that action we've talked about. Some great matches, some great competitors. And he may not have gotten a win in his first matchup, but he certainly made us feel like winners by joining us here today. Let's start things off by telling you about everything we've got going on and where you can find people with our special guest, Just Daggers. Where can everybody find you online?
2: You can go to www.cannibal.video and you'll see a weekly review every Friday. This week's review, we had a special guest, Debbie Rashawn on. If you're a fan of horror, Scream Queen herself, we talked about the movie, uh, The Thing, which everyone likes, but you can hear us talk about it. If you want to pick up some merch, you can go to www.cannibalvideo.com and uh, I'm just daggers on everything.
0: He is Just Daggers, and he's been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much. First time anybody's ever recommended I watch cannibal videos, and I seriously considered it. So we'll take a look <laughs> at Don't that Don't Google
2: one. it. Go to the direct link. Advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good <laughs> advice right there.
0: That's right. So, th- Mr. Mr. Daggers, thank you. I'm uh, sorry. Just Daggers, thank you so much once again for joining <laughs> no us. Problem. And, of course, we've got our super crew here, super producer, Chris Barnes. Where are you
3: online? I am at Chris Barnes underscore UK on Twitter and uh, the movie Barnes on Instagram and mainly this week FCL on Twitter as well, tweeting from there. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Ryan, what about you?
4: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Once again, this was a fun show as every week that I'm on here is plus when I'm on here, the ratings go skyrocketing. but with just daggers, they're going to go up tenfold. He's the man of the week anyway. So with me and that being said, with all due respect, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. Check me out on YouTube at It's Nerd Culture, and follow us on all forms of social media at It's Neuroculture. New videos are being dropped each and every week. Check out my podcast. It's called The Nerdcast. I review some of the latest movies I've had a chance to see. I just celebrated 100 episodes on Anchor. So check it, check it, check it, check it out. Do yourself a favor. And also, I'm going to be dropping my 30th episode of And I Quote this week and talking with independent writer, publisher, and all-around awesome guy known as Brian K. Morris from Nevermind the Furthermore. So check that out on Saturdays. That show is live every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Please keep that in mind. And if you're not sure what time it is in your area, it's called Check Your Local Listings. It's very easy to do on the internet, internet, folks. But other than that, I'll just be here, you know, as a part of This Week in the FCL, because these guys are cool. Anyway, that's where you can find me. Thanks for having me, fellas.
0: Wow, the hardest working man on this panel for sure. Sounds like you've got a ton going on, Ryan. Congratulations on your big milestones and all the work that you do. Guys, make sure to check him out. And of course, we have our stats man himself. Not my favorite co-host, but definitely my co-host. Keith Kilduff, where can they find you?
1: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kilduff Media. You can also check out me on the Opening Pair YouTube podcast channel. We... Uh, reviewed 2011's Moneyball there this week. So that is where my love of stats met my love of sports. And it was amazing to get into. So please check that out. And also check out this channel. I did an amazing one hour uh, interview with the great Paul denuzio from the First Class League. He is the executive producer. So please do check that out also.
0: I did get a chance to check that one out myself a little while ago, Keith, and I got to say what a great interview. Paul DeNuzzo. great, great information about how the league runs as hosted by you. You know I don't like you very much, but I got to give you props on this one. That's a great one. You can, of course, check out any one of our Spotlight series. I sat down to talk to Andrew Furtado. Ryan got the chance to talk to Vanessa and Robert from Late to the Party, and of course, Keith with Paul DeNuzzo, as mentioned. Thank you once again for joining us. I am the Elk. You can find me online at Kelk. Andrew, this is This Week in the FCL. We are available on YouTube. Do all that social media stuff, smash that like button, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. If you like FCL content, hey, we're not the only show out there and we share the love around here. Check out a fan's view of the FCL. They're available. But of course, if you want more from us, you don't just have to see us on YouTube. You can check us out on your favorite podcast feed. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Check that one out. Leave us some comments, some likes. And if you do leave a comment, we'll check that out. Maybe we'll shout you on the next show because we want to interact with all you out there. Hear what you think of what we think. And we'll be back to think a whole lot more next week on This Week in the FCL.